Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Again, I apologize about no episode on Tuesday. Had to travel back home, had a couple of appointments for, for this morning, but you know, we are back for a Wednesday evening episode. We're going to preview the game against Tampa Bay. It'll be the third and final meeting on Thursday night in the first half of a back-to-back before the Penguins then go to Carolina. I'll preview that game um, during the game recap episode on Thursday. We're also going to get in some practice notes. Looks like Teddy Bluger may be returning on Thursday. Not official yet, but it looks like it's um, going that way. Going to get into that and why this return means a lot more than what some people um, think it does. And, you know, there's also, you know, 19 days to the NHL trade deadline. The Penguins are scouting one particular game tonight. They have two scouts there. We're going to get into that and, you know, who the Penguins could be scouting. Um, so look for that right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Um, follow the show's Twitter at Lower Square Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So a lot of stuff to get into for today's show. Um, I do want to start out. I, I obviously did not have an episode on Tuesday, as I said in my intro. Did want to say to so the Penguins, they did sign two prospects um, on Tuesday, and you know, whenever you can get, you know, one heck even two prospects for free. I mean, you do it. I mean, this is a team that obviously does not have a very deep farm system. You know, rightfully so. They've given up their first round pick basically every year that they've been in cup contender. But, you know, Taylor Gauthier, the goaltender, he has an entry-level contract. And then Jordan Frosca, he will also have an entry-level deal. I would assume that Frosca will probably report to Wilkesbury. Um, the goaltender, Gauthier, Gauthier, of course, I think he'll probably go to Wheeling. That's just, you know, my personal opinion. Um, after this season, of course, remember, they're going to finish out their seasons with their junior hockey clubs, and then the NHL deals will begin uh, next season and run through the 2024-2025 season. So, um, again, after the season, I would assume that, you know, one or both will go to Wheeling or Wilkes-Barre. You know, Frosca has been pretty good. Uh, has 65 points this year. I don't really look at plus minus as a lot, but plus 29 has 13 power play goals. Um, his 32 goals actually, you know, they lead his team and it's fifth in the entire OHL. Um, honestly, if he probably didn't have those point totals, he he was not going to get this kind of deal. I mean, he you know, he's he's been that good for a reason. You know, I think a lot of teams have been looking at him. Now, do I think he's going to reach the NHL? Probably not. I'd say his chances are... I shouldn't say slim to none, but you know maybe 70, 30 that he doesn't. I, the goaltender maybe a bit uh, more below that. But again, anytime you can get prospects for free for not giving up anything, you know you do this in a heartbeat. There's really no risk for the Penguins to do this, or there's no reason for people to be mad about it. So I'm totally fine with it. You know we'll see how they can do. Um, and some of the teams below the Penguins, and of course you know going into training camp for next season, I want to see how they impress. Um, with that as well. So those are my thoughts on the Penguins' couple of entry-level contract signings from Tuesday. Also, we officially did get, as I teased early on, 
So Teddy Bluger, he has started taking full contact. He was full contact again on Wednesday. So he wasn't doing regular line rushes. He was rotating in, but he was doing regular penalty kill rushes with Brock McGinn. So what that I think kind of tells me he may do line rushes at the morning skate and then Sullivan will do his annual game time decision. Um, he's been practicing with the team obviously for a week now. Um, you know, as I said, full contact the last couple of days, I think he will play on Thursday and you know, it's going to be such a welcome return for the Penguins. The penalty kill has really struggled as of late. You know, I just don't think people realize, you know, how much ice he takes up on that unit and how well he's able to read plays just on a consistent basis. Um, you know, he is, he is the glue to that unit. I, I know the unit still ranks, you know, number two, number three in the NHL. It was number one for a long, for most of the season, but, you know, ever since he's went out, you know, their efficiency has gone down. You know, it's not going to be anything like last year's or anything like that. That was the bottom third of the league, but you know, it, the, the PK needs him healthy. So, you know, so that they can just you know, continue to get back to where they were at the start of the season where, you know, no power play could score on him. You know, obviously, um, even strength-wise, the team badly misses him. Um, he's a good offensive player. He's also great defensively. He can match up against really any line in the league. You know, him with McGinn and Aston Reese is one of the best uh, fourth lines in hockey. Um, you know, before um, Bluger got hurt, you know, uh, they, they had a lot of ice time together. And, you know, their underlying numbers were trumping what, you know, the Tanev, Bluger, Aston Reese line did last year. And it's pretty, pretty crazy to think about because I remember when Mike Sullivan would throw that line out against any line and they would do pretty good. But then he did the same thing with this one and the results were even better. So I, I, I cannot wait for Teddy to be back. I'm really hoping that. It is on Thursday against the Lightning. As for who comes out, see, I, I, I am not really too sure. I want to say it's going to be Dominic Simone. Um, I think Brian Boyle has been playing pretty fine lately. You know, he's you know he, he's been doing the thing that he's done all year. You know, he, he continues to impress. You know, he's not going to wow you. You know, in a lot of instances. You know, even though he's halfway to double digit goals this year, but I think he's probably the thirteenth forward at this point. You know more so than Dominic Simone. So that's who I think would come out of the lineup, the latter that is Simone um, for Bluger, though there obviously is a chance that it could be Boyle. But again, and I do think Teddy Bluger comes back on Thursday. If he does not, then there's a chance that it's Friday against Carolina. And then if somehow that's not the case either, which again, I think is unlikely, you know, I, I've obviously been wrong before. Um, he'll definitely be back um, on Sunday um, at home and the Penguins take on, I'm making sure that it is the Panthers and not the Golden Knights because I don't want to get those yet. So actually, no, excuse me. It is not on Sunday. I thought they've been playing on Sunday so much lately that I am, you know, I've just, I think every time now they play on that day. So my apologies. It is Tuesday. They play the Panthers. I got the opponent right. Just didn't memorize the day for some reason, even though I normally do. So if he does not play these next two games, definitely will play on Tuesday. Other injury updates. Jason Zucker has continued to rehab off the ice. Um, he has not started skating. Louis Domingo has been skating quite a bit before practices. So it looks like he's you know progressing um, from his rehab. Um, Mike Sullivan has still not named a starting goaltender for the game against Tampa Bay. Again, if I had to guess, this is, you know, I have a 50-50 shot. 
I think he's going to go to Smith against Tampa, Jari against Carolina. Now, could he easily do the opposite? 100%. And honestly, with my luck lately, I think he probably will. I'm just going to clown myself with that. But I think Mike Sullivan is going to do the whole, well, you know, it's it's a divisional game and I want my starting goaltender to play my a, a divisional team because the Penguins still have a chance to catch the Hurricanes. Remember, Carolina actually lost on Tuesday in overtime to Detroit. So the Penguins are only five points behind them. And if the Penguins are able to win that game on Friday, you know, they'll be able to close the gap, you know, even more. So, you know, we'll have to see if the Penguins can somehow sweep this back-to-back. I'm making sure, I know Carolina does not play on Wednesday night, but I'm wondering if they have a back-to-back. Yes, so they play Washington on Thursday. Capitals have stunk lately, but if the Capitals can beat them in regulation and the Penguins can beat Tampa Bay overall, Penguins will be three points back of the Hurricanes. Then if the Penguins can obviously win on Friday, be one point back. I know the Hurricanes will have a couple of games in hand, but you know, then it's a bit more of a race. I know the Hurricanes have pulled ahead a little bit. I get it. They have games in hand too. So it's going to be that much tougher for the Penguins to get first place. I still think right now they're probably going to play the Rangers in the first round, but the opportunity is there with this back-to-back, especially if Carolina loses in Washington. I know it's probably unlikely, but you know, it, you know, any given day is what I like to say. So you know, these are two massive matchups. And I will say, before I get to the commercial break, when I will preview the game, well, get, before I get to the commercial break, you know, we'll preview the Tampa Bay game after that. I want to say this, you know, with the Penguins' schedule coming up, they are going to play a lot of really freaking good teams. They have Carolina twice. They have Florida. They have Tampa Bay. They have Vegas. They have Nashville twice. They still have to play Colorado twice. You know, they still have to go to St. Louis. They have the Rangers three more times. They have Carolina another time um, later on in the year. You know, I know they're going to have to run the gauntlet, but I think people need to temper their takes if they lose a couple of these games. Hell, everyone, the Penguins are probably going to lose half of those games. But you know what? Does that make them a bad team? No. It just means that, you know, they're splitting with the best teams. And that is usually what happens when a team is a contender. They're not just going to blow past the teams that are right there with them, or, you know, even a a little below them. They're going to all be really good games. Are they going to lose some? Yes. Are they going to win some? Yes. There's no need for all the hot takes on the internet or wherever else you see them. You know, it's just, that is what is going to happen. Now, could the Penguins go on on a long winning streak here? Sure. You know, nothing would surprise me. That said, what's more likely to happen is that they're going to win a few of them. They're also going to lose some. And the Penguins are going to be perfectly fine at the end of the day. They're going to be big tests. I understand that. They're basically playoff warm-ups. But I'm still excited to see how they do against some of the best teams in the league. You know, it's time for the Penguins, I think, to prove themselves you know, to the best of the best. But before we get to our next segment where we will preview the game against Tampa Bay, um, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking back to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. I hope you've tried the Puffs as well. They have a lot of cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow flavors, banana cream pie. These are definitely going to be your new fa- favorite. There's 
obviously for all of built bars they're covered in 100 real chocolate and yes those include the puffs you can go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart you will be blown away there's high protein low calorie high fiber and low carb most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, um, go to belt.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Before I forget, um, I am wearing, first off, for those on YouTube, I'll stand up a little bit, my big Jeff Carter shirt, score goals, crush beer. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. And, of course, this just this bad boy just came today. For those that are watching, I will just say it here. I have my how about that effing save shirt that Pittsburgh Clothing Company made with Tristan Jari at the full front of, the, the full front of that. Just absolutely beautiful. Shout out to Pittsburgh Clothing Company. They absolutely killed that shirt. It's probably their best one yet, um, at least in my opinion. Now, to preview the game against Tampa Bay. So the Penguins, if you all remember, they, I'm sure everyone that listens to this podcast remembers what happened during the year. Penguins, first game of the season, the Lightning are raising their two-time Stanley Cup banner. Penguins go in there, absolutely blitz them. John Cooper basically said, you know, we stunk and credit to Mike Sullivan. Um, the Lightning then came to Pittsburgh. I thought the Penguins played well in that game. Remember, I, I believe the Penguins only scored – one goal, I think it was like a 3-4-1 final. Um, it was just Andre Vasilevsky was that good. And remember, that was at the time where the Penguins were just really shorthanded. Sid was not back yet. Gina was not back yet. They were having a huge COVID outbreak as well. They were playing players from the AHL team. It, it was just, it was not a lineup that's going to beat the Lightning uh, two times in a row. But, you know, for this one, Penguins are almost fully healthy. The Lightning Almost all are as well. This could be an Eastern Conference final uh, preview. I know a lot of people are looking at Carolina versus Tampa, maybe, and you know, rightfully so. That that would be a hell of an Eastern Conference final. But again, I'll say this: you know, don't rule out the Penguins. Um, but you know, I, I, we all know how good the Lightning are. You know, in goal, they are led by Andre Vasilevsky. He has been ridiculous this year. Nineteen goals saved above expected. That's third in the NHL as a 9.21 save percentage, 2.27 goals against average until someone can beat that guy four out of seven times. I, I got to side with the lightning potentially going into the playoffs. I mean, and I get it. You know, they're probably going to be gassed in some regard. I will say this. They have not had to play nearly as much hockey as the penguins did when they won in 2016, and 2017 because of the pauses, because of the shortened season. So they are going to be more rested, which means they have a better shot of doing a three-peat than the Penguins did. I'm not trying to make excuses for why the Penguins lost to Washington. I'm well aware that Washington went on to win the Stanley Cup, and you know, kudos and congrats to them. But I also will say that the Penguins were pretty gassed during that run. You know, anyone that could watch that series against the Caps could see it. You know, the, the Penguins did not have their legs. You know, they weren't skating that well. They weren't forechecking as hard. Now, it was a great series, and Washington deserved to win. But I think if the Penguins had not had they not been as gassed, um, I think they potentially um, win that series. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, Tampa Bay, again, you know, Vasilevsky, he's one of the five best players on the planet. But in any position, if if you're not th – if you don't think Andre Vasilevsky is a top five player in the NHL right now, um, really don't know what we're doing here. Um, 
he is just he lights it up year after year after year. Um, I know goaltending is very volatile. Um, it's very hard to analyze you know, with numbers and eye tests and all that. But there is one guy that I will always count on being good, and it is Andre freaking Vasilevsky. He will get the start on Thursday, I believe, rightfully so. He's a hell of a goaltender. And you know, you know, seeing him and Tristan Jari go at it from the beginning of the season till now with how good they've been, that's going to be a great goaltending matchup. If we look at their overall underlying numbers, um, they have 53% of the expected goals, 56% of the actual goals, plus 28 goal differential. The Lightning have 51.1% of the shot attempts at 5v5. Um, if I go, if I can actually go across here um, on Money Puck, excuse me, um, <clears throat> just making sure I have all this. Yeah, 2.77 goals for per 60. Defensively, they're even better. Their actual goals against per 60 is 2.1. Um, their expected goals against per 60 is 2.29. So they're outperforming their expected goals against. Um, you know, by a decent margin, um, I should say that. And their line combos, obviously the team is pretty disgusting. I'm loading it up right here on left wing lock. I mean, you know, Palat with Point and Kucherov, that's one of the best top lines in hockey. I mean, if, if, if we're not talking about that line being probably one of the top five lines in hockey, um, then I, I don't really know um, what we're doing here. I'm trying to find actually uh, their underlying numbers on – Money puck, if I can see it up here real quick. Well, you know, I guess I cannot for whatever reason. But um, Kucherov, you know, he's been banged up a little bit this year, but he's still one of the best players in hockey. Braden Point, he's fantastic. Palat, he's always been underrated for so long. It obviously does not stop there with Steven Stamkos having a heck of a year. Alex Kalorn, Matthew Joseph, the brother of P.O. Joseph. Um, Ross Golden and Anthony Sorelli on the third line. Patrick Maroon, uh, Corey Perry, because... Of course, the guy is already up to double-digit goals, and he is just playing his tail off when he's almost 100 at this point. I, I did not see that coming, but it's funny that the Lightning can basically lose their entire third line from last year, and Barkley Goudreau and Blake Coleman, and of course I am for uh, yeah, almost almost forgot the other one, and Yanni Gord, and they can still be up there as arguably the best team in hockey. I mean, it, it really is something to behold that they're just able to replace those three guys in the snap of the finger. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, um, if you ask me. Um, going to some of their – obviously their defensive pairings. Victor Hedman, he's been one of the three best defensemen in the league this year. Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak, Ryan McDonough, John Ruda, um, Andre Suster. So, you know, it's a pretty solid defensive court. Oops. Um, well, I just screwed up saying I just I just screwed up saying that. You know, it, it's a, it, their defense is pretty solid. I, I don't know why I keep screwing that up, but um, you know, I, I'm done. Whatever. You know, we're gonna probably edit that out. Um, at least on the audio, the video. This this is just gonna have to stay. Um, but you know, again, this is a team that I do not think enough people are talking about. And I get it. They just won two in a row. Colorado's been awesome this year. Florida's been great. You know, obviously Carolina's awesome. The Rangers, the Penguins. But at the end of the day, this team just won two in a row. And last I checked, they have basically their entire core intact. You still, someone still has to go out and beat Andre Vasilevsky four out of seven times. It does not happen often. So um, chew on that. Uh, Penguins fans. Um, the Penguins, 
that would be, I think, a very tough series for them to win if they were to play them in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, I, I will say that. But coming up here in the next segment, um, I'm going to go into a couple of trade rumors that I've seen from Wednesday night. I'm going to go into so who the Penguins might be scouting from one of these games that I saw they have two scouts at. So look for that coming up right after this commercial break. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So tonight, David Pagnotta of the fourth period, he said 10 teams have reps um, for the Buffalo Sabres-Toronto Maple Leafs game. Dallas, Columbus, Ottawa, Edmonton, Los Angeles, Seattle, Florida, St. Louis, Carolina, and the Penguins. But the, the Penguins are the only team that has two scouts at that game. So it's interesting. I don't really know who the Penguins could be looking at. Toronto, I don't really think they would be because I don't think they're going to make a trade with them by the dead end. But Buffalo, they're basically out of it. But one player that does come to mind, and and it basically is a dream scenario, um, is Tage Thompson. Um, he has been electric this season for Buffalo. I don't think it's realistic just because you know he has 22 goals. 40 points. He's only 24 years old. His contract next year is 1.4 million against the cap. It makes so much sense. But I mean, what is that price tag? Has to be three to four pieces, if not more. Definitely a top, a first round pick. Definitely a top, top prospect and probably an NHL player or, or another NHL or another top prospect to go along with that. I just, I don't know if the Penguins have that kind of package that they can offer the Sabres for Tage Thompson. Again, does it make a ton of sense for Pittsburgh? Absolutely. I mean, he has over 20 goals on the freaking Buffalo Sabres, for God's sake. I mean, this is one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, you know, he he's a, he's a center slash right wing. He can play either position, um, but, you know, you can put him on Evgeny Malkin's line. Imagine a Heinen, Malkin, Tage Thompson second line with Gensel, Crosby, Russ. Then you can maybe rule out Zucker with Carter and Rodriguez. And then um, Ashton Reese, Bluger, McGinn. That is that is a sexy forward lineup if I've ever seen it. Obviously, that doesn't include Kasperi Kampanen. You know, maybe he would be you know, scratched or you know, maybe he'd be set in the trade as well. I'm also going to get to Kasperi in a couple of minutes here. But... Um, that that would be a very, and I mean a very deep forward group. Outside of that, I don't really know who else the Penguins would be looking at from the Sabres. Um, they just, I'm, I'm going to go to their left wing lock here as well, j- j- just just to see if I can find a couple other players here real quickly. So Jeff Skinner, no, I, I don't think that um, he has too much on his contract. Alex Tuck, there's no chance Buffalo is trading him. Kyle Oposo, doubt it. Dylan Cousins, they're not going to trade him. Casey Middlestat, um, I I honestly don't think Casey Middlestat is that good. I think he was a bit overhyped coming into the NHL, and he really hasn't done much to prove me wrong. In that regard, Peyton Krabs, I don't think Buffalo's going to trade him. Victor Olawson, he would make sense, but my problem with him is that he's a power play specialist. He does basically next to nothing at even strength. If I go to if I go to hockey reference here. Um, last year, almost all of his goals were um, on the power play. And this year, so seven goals, 24 points um, in 44 games. Overall, this year, you know, he actually, he's been better 
um, at even strength this year. Six of his seven goals um, were um, at even strength. Last year, though, um, seven of his 13 goals came on the power play. The year before that, I will say this, um, 11 of his 20 goals um, in 2019-20 were on the power play. So this is really the first year that he's not you know, scoring a lot on the power play, though I kind of think that's more of an outlier um, than it is, um, you know, just, you, know, you, you all know um, what I'm saying. So I don't really think I would go after him. Cody Eakin, I'll pass. Asplund, I mean, eh, you know, Bjork, uh, I, I don't, there's there's just not a lot. I mean, defensively, I don't think the Penguins would go after any of these guys. I mean, that's to say the least. Uh, you know, you want to go get uh, Rasmus Dahlin? Good luck, Buffalo. We'll ask a King's ransom for him. But you know, again, outside, I think of Tage Thompson. Um, there's really not much else there for the Penguins to look at. It, that that again, that would, honestly, I didn't think of him until now. But that would be another slam dunk scenario for the Penguins. He's actually playing um, top line minutes for Buffalo, Buffalo this season as their first line center. But he does have experience playing. The right wing, so that would be awesome if the Penguins were somehow able to get him. Um, now Frank Cervelli did put in his trade bait today Kasperi Kapanen for the first time, and you know it makes sense. I the coaching staff I think is definitely starting to get sick of him, rightfully so. I mean he just has not produced this year at all. Comes into the zone, and I've said it about a thousand times, just comes in, stops, looks for a pass, and then the, if the puck is going the other way, he's not using his speed to his advantage. For whatever reason, so I, I, I'm surprised. Honestly, it took until 19 days until the deadline for him to appear um, on on the on Frank Cervelli's list. So um, I think it's you know maybe I think it's 70 30 that he stays, but um, I I think that 30 percent can definitely go up if we start to hear hear a little more noise um, concerning Captain. But um, I think that will do it for this episode. Though as I'm finishing recording, I actually did just get a um, damn it. And, and you know what, Jackson Hollister, shout out to you. Um, thank you for throwing out the name Tage Thompson and your question, would you like him on the Penguins? Well, I'm, I hopefully just answered that for you. I would absolutely love him on the team. You're right. Has a hell of a shot. Um, I know his speed is definitely not, um, his game. You know, he's definitely on, a bit on the slower side, but I think if you stick him with Evgeny Malkin on Evgeny Malkin's line and how he's been a pure finisher this year, um, it's a slam dunk. So um, thank you for asking that as I um, got the notification as I'm wrapping up the show. Shout out to you. Really, really appreciate that. Um, so that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am back tomorrow night. Um, I will say this. I am seeing the Batman on opening night. So I'm probably going to miss some of the game against Tampa Bay. But, you know, I'm obviously I'm going to come back, watch the rest of it, you know, watch some of the highlights and stuff. And then, of course, do a full game recap episode, look at natural stat track, you know, see um, – if the numbers, you know, backed up my eye test and all that stuff. So that's all coming for you all on Thursday. And then Friday, the Penguins play in Carolina. Going to be a hell of a game. Hopefully another game that looks like a playoff preview. The Penguins, I thought, played decently well against Carolina on um, last time they played. But, you know, we'll see if they can, you know, clean up some defensive errors that I saw. The vibe check for these two games are going to be so critical. So let's see what happens. Penguins bolts on Thursday. Penguins canes on Friday. I'll full game recap for that one on Friday after that as well. So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And I'll be back on Thursday evening for you all. Hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday.